Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Legacy, 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 legacy. It is the word of the NBA Finals when it comes to Chris Paul. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Presented by Progressive Insurance and all guests appear via the Goodyear Hotline. Game two of the finals tonight on ESPN Radio and ABC. And of course, Chris Paul and the Suns with the Bucks. Everybody is talking about Chris Paul and what a championship is going to mean to his legacy. And he certainly wants absolutely no part of that discussion. Here's Ramona Shelburne on that topic. He is serious. Like, you cannot just let Adam Silver talk about the poetic justice of this moment. You know, Chris Paul set up the league last year to go to the bubble and save the league, right? You know, he was talking post-game about, yeah, my phone was sending me some memories of last year. Like, last year, this day, was when everybody left to go to the bubble. It's amazing what's happened since then, okay? But, like, let Kevin Booker talk about legacy, and Monty Williams is talking about New Orleans, and now there's time to get it. Chris Paul is not going there. He is just in the moment, not going to deal with any of the legacy feelings and any of the... He knows what all of this means. Of course he does, but... He has got his eye on the prize. You know, you heard plenty of cliches this week from Chris Paul, and he does have his eye on the prize. And I I look at this and don't believe that for a second he's going to be denied in this series. I really don't. And if they win game two tonight, it's a wrap. And you may win a game or two in Milwaukee, but at the most this is a six-game series. I said this last hour, over the course of the NBA Finals, the team that goes up two games to none is 31-4 and four in the NBA Finals. I don't see any LeBron James on the Milwaukee Bucks, and that's the last team that came back from down two games to none. That was the 2016 Cavaliers who did it. I, I don't know that I even see a Kyrie Irving on this team, and they have to figure out how to deal with Chris Paul and the pick and roll, and I think we can sit here and tell you that it's easy that you just have to change things up defensively. You have to keep them guessing, all those kinds of things. I don't, I don't think it's easy. Paul has this remarkable impact on this team. Listen to DeAndre Ayton for a moment and what he talks about with what Chris Paul has meant to the Phoenix Suns. I got to say, he's the best thing that happened to my career. And he's a new man in one year. And, just, you know, just teaching me so many things. And, you know, the most important thing he told me, you know, that can take me a long way in my career as well as angles. You know, I wasn't too sure on what he was meaning. I said, man, I could do a lot of things, angles. What do you mean angles? You know what I'm saying? So just finding how to get people open, um, you know, how to slip out of screens, how to, you know, get him to his spots and stuff like that, just to put pressure on certain teams' defense, stuff like that. You know, he's been a big deal. And just paying attention to detail, you know, the little things that matter. You know, C's always on that. And, you know, he made it contagious to where we're on it now you know he can't miss any little things so we're on him so it's just vice versa on just communicating criticism it's not just what he brings as a player and at this time last year uh, a lot of discussion was being had about what Chris Paul actually had left when you saw teams that might be interested in his services you don't hear that talk now of course Chris Paul's going to opt out of 44 million he might get 100 million this offseason that's what he's going to be looking for. He might get three more years at his age this offseason. And he can pretty much do what he wants, and he could be around this team that's constructed pretty nicely for the next few years. I mean, 
what he did in game one was remarkably impressive. 54 points that he either scored or assisted on. And it's almost like you could see his eyes widen every time Brooke Lopez or Pat Connaughton was trying to get out there and defend him somehow and just absolutely had no shot whatsoever. So that is going to be a massive part of tonight, obviously. What do they do, the Bucks, to try to not stop, just contain the pick and roll so that on every single trip down the floor, they don't, they don't have their head on a swivel uh, trying to figure out who's guarding who and what switch is happening where. The switches just absolutely have killed them. Is the key to go to a smaller lineup? I think Brooke Lopez is too important to the Bucks to not have him play as many minutes. You just can't put him in bad situations where he ends up in a, in a bad switch where he ends up sticking his hand out and trying to disrupt a jump shot first and foremost, and then before you know it, whether it's Paul or Devin Booker just blowing past him and his only chance is a foul. This is everything they want. And the Milwaukee Bucks are exceptional at not fouling, and it killed them in game one. The difference in free throws in game one was just off the charts. 26 free throws for the Phoenix Suns, and they made 25 of them. Mike Budenholzer in the Bucks only went to the line 16 times and only made nine. And you know, of course, he's going to get asked about it, and he did. And it was a rather deft, let's call it complaint without complaint. It's a huge part of the game. Um, you know, they have 25 points from the free throw line. Um you know, we're a team that prides ourselves in defending and, and um, being able to, to be good defensively without fouling. Um, I can't remember the last time a team got 25 free throws uh, in a game against the Bucs. Mm. Um, and then conversely, you know, the way Giannis attacks, the way Chris attacks, the, as many opportunities as Chris has with the ball. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's frustrating, but it's, it's, it's part of the sport, it's part of the game. Uh, we got to be better defensively. We got to keep them off the free throw line, and uh, we got to be more aggressive uh, attacking and and getting to the free throw line and getting to uh, to good offense. A brilliant way to to really deliver the message in a skillful, crafty fashion without drawing the ire of a fine. That was an art form. What he did right there, give him credit. I think Budenholzer wants to make sure that the officials are obviously paying attention and maybe they call things a little bit differently in Game 2. Make no mistake. He knows how important Game 2 is. The Milwaukee Bucks know how important Game 2 is. You're going to get a chance to go home. It's not 2-3-2 anymore. So with that being the case, you've got to steal one here at some point. And it's better to be sooner rather than later. They need this one in the worst way. 31 and 4. Don't forget that number. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, my friends. It is presented by Progressive Insurance, small businesses, small business protection for more than vehicles with insurance expertise to keep your company moving forward. More at progressivecommercial.com. Well, still to come. 
the, NA, the MLB All-Star Game is going to be without one of the best stories in the game. Is that good for baseball? We discuss why it actually is next. It's Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. From the biggest names in sports. Magic Johnson in studio, the legend. Yeah. To the stories that matter. This was just deeper what happened to USC at that time. And plenty of opinions. It was deeper than just Reggie Bush. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Tomorrow at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. It's Karini, little Zeppelin, on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Oh, that means we've got who you got coming up in just a little bit with Bubba. Sit tight for that. We are coming to you live from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. I am excited for this edition of Who You Got, Bubba, when we get to it in just a little bit. I'm excited. It's always, you know, I've filled in a couple of times and we've done it and I I enjoy it. I'll tell you one thing that I do enjoy, and that's somebody missing the All-Star game. And that's Jacob deGrom. Now look, I get it, okay? He is one of the best stories in baseball. But it is not unprecedented for a player or a pitcher specifically to skip the All-Star game even when they've had a tremendous first part of the year. Jacob deGrom announced yesterday that he's not going to go to Denver and he's going to spend time with his family during the break. The issue for the Mets had been that deGrom was scheduled to pitch on Sunday and thus they had the nice easy excuse for him not to pitch in Denver. So they had the rain out a couple of nights ago when he was supposed to start. Then he got pushed back to yesterday. And so the plan was he wouldn't pitch on Sunday, and then everybody started, well, maybe he should go to Denver. Maybe, well, then it's his responsibility to go to the All-Star break. No, no it's not. All-Star game, no. No, it's not. His responsibility is to the Mets. And as a baseball fan, not even a Met fan, I can promise you that, As a baseball fan, I would rather, in this instance, see Jacob deGrom healthy in the second half of the year and continue doing what he has been doing than see him in this game this year. 
Why? A couple of reasons. Number one, the injuries that he's had in the first part of the season. He's had minor issues with four different body parts this year. The guy has thrown 190-some pitches over 100 miles per hour this season. The next closest is in the 40 range. That's absolutely ridiculous. And you have to think when you're putting that kind of stress on your body that maybe when these little things pop up, a little soreness in your shoulder, a little soreness uh, in your flexor tendon as it's happened with DeGrom, that you need to pay attention that your body's maybe trying to tell you something. That maybe you need to dial it back a hair. And yesterday, he actually only touched 100 a couple of times. And it was the same as his last start. Now... When you watch the guy pitch, you understand how special of a season he's having. It might be the year of the pitcher, but he's doing things that nobody else is doing. So you might have been all pumped up to maybe see DeGrom against Shoei Otani in the first inning of the All-Star game. That's nice. Let me take you back to 1999. We discussed this a little bit yesterday. But it's important to note. Pedro Martinez. The All-Star game is at Fenway Park. Pedro is all juiced up. He goes out there and airs it out for two innings. Strikes out the first four that he faces in five out of six. Second half of the season, Pedro has his first start the following Sunday at Fenway. Got absolutely torched by the Marlins. I know because I was there. And I was bummed out because I'm a baseball fan and I'm at Fenway for one of the first times in my life. I think it was the first time in my life. And I'm getting to watch Pedro pitch and he lasts three and a third and gives up 12 hits. What happens right after? On the DL. Down for two weeks. And frankly, fortunate that he was down for two weeks with a sore shoulder. Could have been a whole lot longer. There have been other pitchers that have done this. You know, a guy that did this was Clayton Kershaw in 2016. Pedro did this a couple of years later because he understood when he just said, my responsibility is to be as good and as fresh for the Boston Red Sox in the second half of the season as I can be. And he is 100% correct. So while it's a great, great story, let Otani be the show here. Let Otani be what next week is all about. Launching home runs in the home run derby in Denver. Then playing in the all-star game, hitting and potentially starting it as a pitcher. And his manager's all for it. I think that's great. But when you have a pitcher that has already been on the IL this year and has had a couple of different times besides that pop-up where he has left starts, and he is the best pitcher in baseball, if we miss him in a midsummer classic, not the worst thing in the world. I'd rather see him make history the rest of the season. I mean, this is a guy that has an outside shot, an outside shot at finishing the regular season with less than a one ERA as a starter. You have to let that stay intact. Chris Carlin in for Greeny. In moments, it is game two of the NBA Finals tonight. Now, we heard 
Mike Budenholzer, not thrilled about the free throw disparity. So did his comments make a difference for game two? We ask our NBA insider in moments. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Suns and the Bucks, And for me, it's a must-win game for Milwaukee. And I hate using that phrase, but when you see what the statistics are for teams coming back from two games to none in the NBA Finals, it is bleak if you fall in that hole. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. And all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. And yeah. That's where we are going right now to welcome in ESPN NBA reporter Tim Bontemps, who joins us right now. Tim, appreciate the time, man. And, you know, I thought it was rather deft by Mike Budenholzer to complain about the officiating yesterday without complaining about the officiating and try (laughs) to get his message across without getting a fine. That was some nice sidestepping on his part. Yes, I agree, Chris. You know, it's funny. A reporter asked him about it, and he said, are you trying to bait me? And then he sort of took the bait, to your point, and, <laughs> and talked about the free throw disparity for a while. But he did so in a, a pretty reasonable way. And, you know, Chris Middleton had 26 shots, didn't get to the foul line in game one. The Bucks only had three players get to the foul line at all. Uh, and the other two guys, besides Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and Drew Holiday, only took two each. Uh, and the Suns, who aren't a team that necessarily gets a foul line a ton, I uh, got there 26 times, second most uh, any team has gotten there against the Bucks in these playoffs and made 25 of them. And in a game that, you know, despite the fact that the Bucks didn't play well, they were in with, you know, six, seven points, within six, seven points with seven minutes to go. The fact that they were outscored by 16 at the foul line was a pretty huge swing in the game. All right, Tim. We have spent two days talking about 
how they are going to defend the pick and roll here. So if you're guessing, how are they going to mix this up to make it a whole lot less effective and not put their guys in bad situations here? I mean, I suspect that you're going to see more of Drew Holiday on Chris Paul. You know, P.J. Tucker was on him at the start of game one, and I I get that they were doing more switching, and it doesn't necessarily matter uh, in that scenario who starts on him, but I think you're going to see more of uh, of Drew on him, who's, you know, arguably the best man defender in the league at the guard spot. So I, I think that'll help. And, look, some of it is just that, you know, Chris Paul and Devin Booker were flat-out great in game one, right, especially Chris Paul. I mean, he couldn't miss anything. He was playing outstanding. And, you know, I think they're for as good as Chris is, I think there will probably be some natural regression to the mean in game two. So, um, But I do think the, the main adjustment I would expect is I think we'll see more of Drew Holiday uh, trying to lock down Chris and not allowing him to get into these, um, you know, isolation situations against Brook Lopez where he can kind of walk into those mid-range jumpers we've been seeing him make for almost two decades now. Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA reporter, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Tim, how do the Bucks look at game one in moving into game two? Are they coming out of it encouraged or are they coming out of it looking at it like, we really got to find some answers here? I think the Bucks feel pretty good, and, and that's not to say they feel good about how they played in game one, um, but I, I think from their standpoint, and I would tend to agree with them, they don't think they played that great in game one. Giannis Antetokounmpo was healthy, right? He had 20-17 and 17 in game one and still didn't look incredibly sure of himself on that knee, but the couple extra days, he's not even listed on the injury report today, so that's a good sign. Um, and, you know, I, I think they look at it and say, we got outscored by 16 at the foul line. We got outscored in transition where we usually dominate teams. Uh, we had more. T- we had a bunch of turnovers, which you normally don't have. And we were still down by seven, eight points with seven minutes to go, right? Um, you know, you look at the way that game played out, and it felt like if you look at the stats, the Suns should have won by 20. And, it, you know, they eventually won by 10 or 13, but it was a two-possession game in the fourth quarter. So, you know, I think if Milwaukee can clean up some of the stuff that, that, that we've talked about that they messed up in game one, I have every reason to think that they can – get game two tonight, and I, I think that this is going to be a really, really long series and should be a lot of fun to watch. Tim, when, when we look back at Chris Paul last offseason, I don't know that anybody could have anticipated him having this kind of an effect on a team. And, look, there have been plenty of mitigating circumstances, but here they are. Yep. When, when you look at him right now, are you surprised at the influence that he has had and what he's had in the tank this year? No, not particularly. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think this this is kind of a perfect storm, Chris, of a, of a lot of things, right? Chris Paul showed last year in Oklahoma City he's still a terrific player who can lift up a team, and he's done that. And the growth that this team showed under Monty Williams last year, I mean, everybody remembers they went 8-0 in the bubble, nearly made the playoffs, um, and, and kind of carried that momentum forward. You know, the structure that Monty Williams has brought to this franchise that has been adrift for over a decade without making the playoffs, um, that has carried over. And the growth of the young players on this team has carried over. Like, look, you could say whatever you want about Chris Paul's leadership, but Chris Paul's leadership isn't making Devin Booker take another step forward as a player and DeAndre Ayton take another step forward as a player and Mikhail Bridges taking another step forward as a player, right? Like, those guys have put in the work and are terrific players who – you know, you look around the league, and you could argue, Chris, that they have the best group of under-25 players in the league yeah. with those three guys. You've got a, a lead guard, a wing, and a big, all you know, 23, 24 years old that um, are going to play together for a long time and be really good. So, you know, Chris has certainly had a huge impact. I'm not trying to minimize it, but I, I think that 
everything that's happened here in Phoenix this year, I think is just kind of a perfect confluence of all those things coming together. And it, it's turned the Suns team into a, a hell of a team that's really fun to watch. And it's now three wins away from an NBA title. Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA senior writer, joining us on Greeny. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. There are whispers that when Giannis was out, you saw Drew Holiday really step forward. But maybe they're not the best combination on the floor at the same time. What do you make of that? I mean, I think it's less that they're not the best combination, and it's more that Drew has not been able to figure out the, the, the right way to calibrate his play at times when Giannis has been on the court, right? We saw early in that Bucks uh, hawks Easter Conference Finals before Giannis got hurt, Drew was going out and getting 30 a game against the, against the Hawks, right? They had no one to guard him. So he's certainly capable of scoring in big numbers when Giannis is out there. But they, they have not been able to consistently find – the right level of aggression for with uh, for Drew to play with when Giannis is out there, and he's sort of kind of been left as a, a third or fourth option that kind of hangs on the vine sometimes. And um, you know, I I think it, to me one of the keys to this game is Drew Holiday has to be much better. And when we go back to the things that the uh, the things that the Bucks look at from game one to game two, Drew Holiday was four for fourteen from the field, zero for four from three, and was generally not good. And he I think is going to be much better in game two. And, and I think that's another thing you can look at as a positive for Milwaukee going forward. But, you know, I, I think these guys are, you know, I think they complement each other well, Drew and Giannis, but I think that the Bucks need to really focus on trying to get Drew unlocked because when they have him and Chris Middleton and Giannis going, they are a much, much, much different team than if it's just one or two of those guys, you know, playing well in a game. Tim, I really hate throwing the phrase around. You heard me talk about it before. Must win. Is this a must win? For Milwaukee, that is. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a must-win until a team's got one win away from elimination. Uh, but I also think, to your point, I mean, listen, nobody wants to go down 0-2, certainly, and it would be great for the Bucks if they won this game. But it was only three weeks ago or so that the Bucks lost the first two games in Brooklyn with James Harden out, and everybody assumed that they were going to lose to the Brooklyn Nets in the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs, right? They came back and won the series. So I, I don't think that Milwaukee, if they lose tonight, I don't think the Bucks are going to go home and say, oh, man, we got to pack it in. This thing is over. Um, but certainly, if you can come out of here with a win, if you're the Bucks, if you can come out of here with Giannis healthy and a win in one of these first two games, you're going to feel awfully, awfully good about going back to Milwaukee with a chance to really take control of the series. Tim, awesome stuff. Appreciate it, as always, man. Thanks. Enjoy the game tonight. Anytime, Chris. Thanks for having me. Enjoy it yourself, too. Yeah, Tim Bontemps, ESPN senior NBA writer, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. And when it comes to that, yeah, it's never a must, must, must win until somebody is facing elimination. But I, I honestly just feel like you're in big trouble if you are going home against a team that I just feel like is better. Phoenix is better than Milwaukee. They have more answers, and when you look at them overall, you've got a great veteran leader, as Tim was just talking about, the young talent with Booker and DeAndre Ayton as a big, with glue guys like Jay Crowder, campaign able to come in off the bench, Johnson too, and, and do things that will really help you and even change the style of play. Whereas Paul might be on the floor, might be slowed down a little bit more. Payne can get up and down the floor. They do so many different things well here that 
when you're a team that can adjust like that, you get up two games to none, I'd put a wrap on it. That's just me. My friends, you know what else? I love almonds. I do. I know you wouldn't necessarily think that, but yeah, I do. I love them. Country versus country. You versus the home printer. No matter what the competition is, you need natural fuel. And almonds are exactly that fuel for the best you. Almonds are neutral, energy-packed, stay-on-task, feel-good fuel to power you through. A handful of almonds have six grams of plant-based protein. They're also an excellent source of vitamin E and magnesium. If you can't get any easier to fuel good, then you do it so you can feel good. So whether you're podium topping or printing at home, almonds are natural fuel for the best you. California almonds, own your every day. Every day. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? Yeah, that's right. It's time for Who You Got. Bubba, it's all yours. Let's do it. Who You Got brought to you by Granger. And we'll start with the NBA because it's Bucks Suns Game 2. We need your official prediction. Tonight, ABC ESPN Radio, who you got? I've got the Suns tonight. I think they're going to go up two games to none. They're a better team. And I honestly think that they're going to find more ways to create matchup problems in not just the pick and roll, but other places too. And one thing that we don't talk about, Booker didn't shoot it particularly well the other day. So if he shoots it better than he did, that game, which felt like it was a 20-point game, even though it wasn't, I think it's going to be a 20-point game tonight. How about that? All right. Adam Silver expects the play-in tournament to continue. Are you in favor of the expanded postseason, or are you liking the old way? Who you got here? Oh, I'm in favor. I dig this. I really do. And all I have to do is look at how many teams weren't interested in tanking and were more interested in chasing down a chance to make the playoffs. It's kind of an awesome concept that really worked out great. I don't care what LeBron says. He's a little salty because it's later in his career. Doesn't know how many chances he's going to get. He was exhausted because the Lakers went to the finals last year. So the last thing he wanted to make the playoffs with dealing with Anthony Davis' injury was to play in an extra game. It wasn't necessarily about you in this instance, LeBron, even though it added some nice theater to it. I dig it. Yes, I'm in. All right, the XFL, they didn't play this spring. They won't play next spring, but they will play in 2023. Are you ready for the return of the XFL? Uh, Who you got? Bob, I, I, I want to get excited about it, but I can't because what happens? We've really only seen one machination of a second league work the NFL and it has been the USFL back in the day and that was only for a couple of years. Right. Subpar football doesn't do it for me. I like the idea of guys getting chances to show how they can play, but you know, the the best players in the XFL are going to be third stringers and practice squad guys in the NFL. So I'm going to take a pass. All right, the Olympics, as we talked about earlier, breaking news today will be held without fans due to a spike in new coronavirus cases in Japan. 
Do you have any issue with the Olympics still happening? Should they have just postponed all along? Or do you think they should proceed without fans? Who you got here? I think right now you proceed with extreme caution. I don't want to see them cancel it again or postpone it again. I don't know how that's going to affect everybody for next year. I don't even know if you could do that logistically. Uh, I Extreme, extreme caution. And frankly, I am very concerned that we're going to get to around the 15th or 16th, and they're going to have to make a call they don't want to make. All right. In honor of the spelling bee tonight, mm. 8 p.m. Eastern, ESPN 2. Yes. Do you have one word that you always get wrong or you forget how to spell who you got here? Yeah. Um, embarrass. Embarrass. Ah, that's a good one. And I use that word a lot. <laughs> Um, and it's usually in reference to myself. I, I never get the two R's and, you know, I, I, I always screw that up. And that's, I think there are two R's, that's if I'm a good not one. mistaken. I'm going to go privilege. Privilege. Okay, that's a good call. I always forget privilege if there's a D or the G. I, you right. know, I always forget that. Is one. there an I-G-E? Yeah. Is it an E-G-E? I, that's a great one. And I have a degree in English from Hobart and William Smith College oh, okay. in upstate New York. So. They're proud of that right now. Well, tune in tonight, 8 o'clock, ESPN2, The Spelling Bee. Love The Spelling Bee. And no, by the way, no ties. I don't want a nine-way tie like we had a couple of years ago. I know. That was ago. ridiculous. No. I mean, I'm sorry. Kids, we got to learn here. There's a winner and there are losers. All right. 41 years ago yesterday, Led Zeppelin played their final concert together with all four original Ooh. members. John Bonham would die two months later at the age of 32. So who you got as your favorite Led Zeppelin song? Uh, anybody who says Stairway is not a big Zeppelin person right. at all. Exactly. I'm not a huge Zeppelin person, but Cashmere is, I okay. think, far and away the best. Maybe Babe, I'm going to leave you nearby with that's that. good all right nice what do you got you know i don't know i can't you're I too young to have zeppelin i think i, I mean i like him I, I don't know if i have a favorite okay yeah i, I agree you can't go stairway that's just you know that's, no, that's, that's an obvious one yeah. but great band though 74 yes. years ago this week a mm. u.s army air forces balloon crashed at a ranch in roswell new mexico many people believing the crash involved a flying saucer so, are you a UFO guy or no? Who you got here? Yes, I got UFOs being real. Isn't it arrogant of us to assume that we're the only ones in the entire universe? I mean, I'm not saying they're coming and running to hang out with us. But, look, at some point, Independence Day is probably going to happen. <laughs> That's just <laughs> how I'm going to ride with it. Because I, I just think... and and. They've obviously done something better than us. I think that we're, yeah, I think we're not alone. How about that? Yeah, I think that seems to be the most plausible way to go about it. Again, because it's just arrogant to assume we're the only ones here. Right. Yeah. 190 years ago today, 190, John Pemberton was born in Georgia. John Pemberton. He would die in 1888 at the age of 57. But before he died, he was the original inventor of Coca-Cola. Aha! Uh-huh. He created it. He yes. invented it. He put it all together. So who you got as your favorite soda? Uh, I, I would go with a Diet Peach Fanta. No. Um, cherry Coke. Ah, Cherry Coke. Cherry Coke, okay. by far. What do you got, Bubba? You know, I'm, I'm a... 
I'm, I love Mountain. I'm a big Mountain Dew guy. Yeah. But I think if all things, if I only could have one for the rest of my life, I think I would just go a classic Coke. Yeah. The King is, is I grew up drink, drinking Coke all the time. Yep. Keep right? I mean, basic. Cherry Coke is amazing, too. Keep it basic. We always had to get the, the knockoff brand where it was just called Cola. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll just, also, I'll just give me any soda. I love soda. Yeah. I agree. I'm with you. Today is Kevin Bacon's 63rd birthday. Mm. Surprisingly, he's never been nominated for an Oscar. That's sad. Mm. But nevertheless, he's been in some good movies. Who you got is your favorite Kevin Bacon film. Okay, so here's what's tricky about this. Kevin Bacon is such an incredible supporting role guy. Like, I could sit here and tell you that Kevin Bacon is in plane, Strains, and Automobiles for about three minutes. Right, yeah. But he's amazing in it. And he doesn't even say a line. Um, I would, pr- are we going to, if it's not a leading role, which there aren't that many, like he's always kind of a supporting guy, I'm probably going to go with a few good men. Yeah. But that's, I think, yeah. that's kind of a standard answer. Because he's, you know, supporting an animal house. He was great in that, but just. Oh, you know what? That is a good call. I mean, for Pete's sake. But he was so. Uh... Yeah. Thank you, sir. May I have another Niedermeyer? Come on. I mean, a few good men, though, was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got one more before we get to that. Let me get this. Who you got? Brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. All right. Last one. 26 year, uh, years ago tomorrow, the Grateful Dead played their final concert together with Jerry Garcia as he would die the next month at the age of 53. So are you a deadhead, Chris? Who you got as your favorite Grateful Dead song? I am not a deadhead. Many many friends who were. How is that 26 years ago? Uh, there's there's one song, and that's it. Hell in a Bucket. Okay. I may be going to Hell in a Bucket, but I'm at least I'm, I'm enjoying the ride. That's it. That's the greatest lyric there is. There you go. Love it. Love it. I got to leave you with this. What an amazing moment for the Lightning to win back-to-back Stanley Cups, and they did it last night down in Tampa. Nikita Kucherov, who we know got banged up in the Islanders series but was able to come back and play, was feeling himself post-game last night, to say the least. He is at the podium last night, asked about winning the Cup. How would you describe your emotions right now after doing what you guys did? I, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, it's a Back to back, and yeah, you know, I I couldn't sleep for three nights, you know. And to be able to win this game is huge. Wasi was outstanding, MVP. I was telling him every day, Wasi, you MVP, you you're the best player. And then they gave it to whatever the guy in Vegas, the Vizina. And then last year they, they gave Vizina to somebody else, number one bull, number one bull. Wasi took both cups. You know, he took MVP, and I was keep telling him he's MVP. He's the guy that he's the best. You know, he was on his head today, and you know, he kept us in the game. And another shout out for by him, remarkable. Can't even tell more. I'm so happy we. I didn't want to go back to Montreal, but they acted. The fans in Montreal, come on, they acted like they won the Stanley Cup last game. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? John Romano, Tampa they, Bay Times. Their final was last last series. Okay. I mean, he was just taking aim at everybody. Vasilevsky winning the winning the uh, Con Smythe, and he is at the podium, shirtless, with a Bud Light. I mean, Vasilevsky may have been the MVP, but 
Nikita Kucherev taking everybody out, including the town, the city of Montreal, shirtless with a Bud Light. You're the real MVP, my friend. You're the real MVP. Lightning back-to-back cups. Pretty impressive. The mayor got what she wanted. They got to celebrate at home. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.